What's going on, guys? Welcome to the latest episode of Weighing In with Worm. I'm your host, Worm Buffelli, and I just want to thank you for joining me. Before we get started, I want to give a shout out to Raider Outdoor Power. Located at 2580 Rockdale Road, the good folks at Raiders will make sure that you are set up this season to have your lawn looking like a pro-level golf course. And when that snow falls and you need to get to a wrestling tournament, they will also have the top-of-the-line snowblowers that you need to get that snow off your driveway and get you on the road. Stephen Mel out at Raider Outdoor Power, stop out and see them, and they'll make sure that you are set up. Thank you guys so much for sponsoring the podcast. The running joke in wrestling is look good, feel good, wrestle good. And if you want to look good, stop and see my friend Anna at King's Cuts by Anna. Located in Dubuque, she is one of the best barbers in all around. She'll get you cleaned up, lined up, whatever you need to make sure you're feeling good, looking good, so you can wrestle good. Download the Booksy app today, search for King's Cuts by Anna, and schedule your appointment today. Tell her Jeremy sent you. Are you looking to restore rusty old metal parts to like new conditions or protect brand new components with durable, attractive, long-lasting finishes? Lane's Custom Steel, located in Benton, Wisconsin, can help with the metal finishings and metal coatings, offering a full range of custom metal restoration using power coating for individuals and businesses. Contact Shaden at lanescustomsteel at gmail.com. That's lanes, L-A-N-E-Z, customsteel at gmail.com. Let's get this podcast rolling. What's going on, guys? Thanks for tuning in to Weighing In with Worm. I am your host, Worm Buffelli. We are down here at the Worm Podcast Studios. I am here with 2023 Loris College Hall of Fame inductee Rick Healy. Rick has been an assistant coach at Loris College for the past 20-some years. And he was a two-time NCAA All-American. He was a three-time NCAA qualifier, and he has 106 college wins. Rick, my man, thanks for coming on the podcast, brother. What's up, dude? Thanks for having me. I'm pumped to have you, man. I love it, the Weighing In With Worm studio. Yeah, well, I'm I'm floating names around right now. There's the Weighing In With Worm studios. Kylie thinks I should call it the Wormhole. Oh, that's pretty good. Or, or I, I like I called it, or I called it the Pod Cave Studios with Rip the other night. So I might stick with one of those. I got, I'm just throwing jelly on a tree and see if it sticks. <laughs> but I love it, dude. I'm so pumped for you, man. You're going in the Hall of Fame this week. You know, I figured to have you on right before you go in, just kind of give a retrospect to your career. Just from the get go, when did you get started in wrestling? Um, I got started in wrestling. Man, I think it was like second or third grade. I can't remember which one exactly, but right around that time, pretty early. Um, I wrestled at a tournament at, uh, well, my brothers, my older brothers um, were wrestlers as well. And I went to their meets. I loved it. I was hooked. I loved the competition. So um, I would say it was third grade. I went to a tournament at uh, senior high school. And then Coach Ainley actually came up to me afterwards. Um, I, I wrestled actually Matt Olson. That's a name, like a Platteville name. Yeah. So I wrestled him in the finals as like a third grader. I remember how tough he was. But great match. It was exhilarating. And uh, yeah, so then I kind of like Coach Ainley came up to me. And back then they had a club where um, it was at, it was actually in UD's um, wrestling room. Ainley had, a, it was a YMCA wrestling club. Okay. So I started there and. Um, my dad started dropping me off after that tournament because Ainley's like, hey, man, you should come up and wrestle. So I did, and, you know, the rest is history. Awesome. So your high school career, you were a one-time state qualifier, one-time placer. Mm-hmm. Took fifth in 96? 96, 96, yeah. 96, correct. yeah. 
Then he went off to Loras, you know, right off the bat, you know, why Loras? Um, there was two places, actually, that I was going to go. One I was looking at was you and I, and I really wasn't getting recruited really heavily by anybody, which I kind of took offense to, you know, but the thing was, is I didn't wrestle a lot of, like, off-season wrestling, Mm. and I wrestled around some guys early, so, um, early in my, uh, high school career that I couldn't crack the starting lineup, so I was kind of off the, the grid, nobody thought, like, you know... But Lord, you were also sorry to interrupt, but you were also wrestling that that hotbed of senior wrestling too. You know, you guys had a pretty yeah. solid lineup throughout. So you, you we know. did. I walked in my freshman year. Like we had a really nice squad, nice nice team. I think we were like thirteen and two or something like that. Um, but I, I had a lot of great partners wrestled. But it was you and I. I was looking at it just because I I don't know. I'm like I'd like to go try D one in college. It seemed like a cool college. Or it was Loris. I took a visit to Warburg. Um, and I don't know, Warburg was, I went with Keith Weber to Warburg visit, and it just didn't seem right um, for me. And then I ended up sticking with Loris College and Randy Stewart. Randy, like, recruited me very hard. Like, he he was the one that probably recruited me the hardest, and I, I really appreciated that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm like, man, let's, let's go. Let's he, was, he was, like, showing up at your house at, like, on a random Tuesday night, just say what's up type stuff. Not quite that, but he was uh, he was he was recruiting pretty hard. But yeah, that's that's a Stu classic. I would say, was he rocking the glasses down to his nose back then, even too? Dude, he's been rocking them since he's had them. So yeah, whenever he had the glasses, that's when he's been looking over them. Okay, you know, and you probably you probably looked at him. Come on, Rick, what are we gonna do, man? Yeah. You know, bottom line, gotta get done. Gotta get done. <laughs> We're gonna be dropping Stu impressions all night. Oh so, my goodness! I mean, shout out to Randy Stewart. You know, one of. You and I's closest friends, you know, he's love that guy, man. Brother, father figure, every every noun you can think of, that's him. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and I think you and I joke around with about him more than any person ever, just because uh, nowadays I just always refer to him as the old grandpa on the lawn. Whenever he gets fired up about something, it's like, oh, dude, he is, bro. Yeah, like like down like down in Georgia where he's like, like he's like, dude, they call me grandpa. Yeah, like, the, the kids call him grandpa. They love him. Um, he's like literally that person. Well, no, you know, no. you know, if you you've ever still sh- kicking ass, yeah, and you, and you, sh- you show up wearing Nike shoes back in college, you know, he let you have it. Now he's <laughs> now he's Captain Nike. Now it seems like, yeah, yeah. But um, so your college career was a lot different than a lot of people's. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and I I think I've asked you about it, but I I feel like I want to get into more in depth about this. You became a dad while you were competing in college. Correct. Yeah. How. Obviously, you know, I know how that works, but how, how did, how did that work? Cause not only were you being a dad, you were competing to try winning national titles. You were a three-time national qualifier. You know, sometimes when I think about it, like looking back, it's like, did he really have a crib in his dorm room or like, did like, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. So like, you know, can we dig into that a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was, I didn't have a crib in my dorm room. We were out of the dorm room, but <laughs> But yeah, it, I'll tell you what, man, it was crazy, but it felt normal at the time, just because we, you have goals, this is what you want to do, and this is how you're going to get there, and so you do it. So it felt normal, but at the same time, it was really a lot. Mm-hmm. The only re- reason it was possible was because of a ton of support. You know, like, realistically, without the support of, you know, I guess, first and foremost, um, my parents... Um, my son Jackson's mom, Megan, I mean, she was amazing during it all, too. Like, it was like she was working a full-time job, 
I'm going to school. I'm working a little bit here and there during wrestling season. Where were you working at? I w- well, it was Menards. Yeah. Yep, yep. So I worked at Menards. And, and honestly, during wrestling season, I didn't work a lot, a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it was that support group mm-hmm. that we had, you know, and not just my family either, her family as well. They yeah. were very helpful. So it was different, right? So it was like some weekends you're maybe trying to go to a college party, and then the next weekend you're. You know, you got you got to stay home, right? Like, yeah. you got a family. It's yeah. like, so it was like I have a different college, like you said, different college experience than most of the people that I went to school with. Yeah, your er, Lexi was born when you were twenty. Yes, and so nineteen ninety seven. Okay, yeah. so ninety seven. So, so freshman year, sophomore year. Yeah, it was going into my well. It was the end of my freshman year that we found out that we were pregnant with Lexi, and yeah, so she was ninety seven, and then. We found out right after nationals, um, my sophomore year, or I should say right around Easter's time, Easter time, that Jackson was coming along, and we told my parents on April Fool's, and they literally thought that we were kidding. And I'm like, I'm, I'm not kidding. Dude, it's not an April Fool's joke. Dude, you can't have those big events around April, April 1st. No. I asked Kylie to marry me on April 2nd for that exact reason. <laughs> That's, that because, was Because I'm like, dude, there's no way that this is going to go over well if I go April 1st. But, yeah. you know, and I remember even Stu, like, tell me, like, you know, a story one time, like, you know, back in the day, like, in the wrestling room, there used to be, like, a old Smith machine off in the corner, like, with weights and stuff that you'd bring the kids in with in their car seats and Stu would be, like, cussing you out, like, putting you through a warm-up or workout, you yeah. know, and you would just walk over, hi, guys, how are you? Like, you know, he'd, yeah. he'd, he'd turn the switch on from hard-ass coach to, <laughs> to soft-ass grandpa in about 10 yeah. seconds. And Yeah, dude, Stu was amazing. Like, he, like, made, he, like, supported me. He knew what I needed. He knew that it was, like, the circumstances were a little bit different. Like, if I went to him and said, hey, coach, I just... I need this weekend off. Mm. And I didn't do a lot because I, I love to compete, but he would be like, yeah, man, you got it. But yeah, there, I remember those practices. It wasn't probably till my senior year, but two kids in the wrestling room and, you know, up there working out and, and uh, getting after it. And ex- you said it exactly right. Stu was like getting after me. And then next thing you know, he's over there being grandpa. Yeah. And that's just, that's crazy to think about. Cause it's like, you know, you have these guys, you have these athletes now and you know, you've been coaching for 20 years now. You've seen all these athletes, and I, I, I'll remember one athlete in particular when I was competing for you, Eric Hansen, our dude. Rock. Our yeah. dude. You know, he, he like used an excuse one time, like how he couldn't get his classwork done or something like that, and you just chewed up into him one end and down the other, and I'm just like, there is no excuses, man. Like, <laughs> if this guy can get it done, no, everyone else should be able to get this done. And it's crazy because, like, you know, there are these guys that are competing, they're like, oh, I, I have to eat, sleep, and breathe this stuff, and it's like, yeah, but if this card's dealt, man, this is how you got to play it. And you, got, yeah, you obviously play it really well. So with – you were just talking about your family support. You know, that is something I was going to bring up too because one thing that I've always remembered from the time I was probably 12 years old coming and watching you when you were competing, mm-hmm. your mom and dad, front row, every duel – they are Jim Miller's favorite. They were Jim Miller's favorite fans. Your brothers, Davey and Danny, probably not the quietest people at a mm. duel. You know what? Well, you know, talk about that family sport you had, man. When it came to your comp- or your competing. Well, again, when I said when I mentioned like how did you like deal with like college and how was your experience different? It's support, right? So these guys are like literally the most supportive people you could ever meet. Mm-hmm. Like biggest fans. Yeah. You know, like my mom was showing up. 
we'd have a dual meet in lacrosse and it'd be a blizzard and she'd be there an hour before the team got there there's a guy pushing a broom and you know my mom and dad are sitting there in the front row and you got the bash brothers dave and dan healy like they got like the leather coats on probably the mullet you know, rolling in like, you know. They're ready to fight they, some dudes dude, in case they had yeah. to. And it was just like the clan showed up, man. Like the, the freaking Healy group showed up and they're ready to rock. So it was support and it was amazing, man. It was really amazing um, just to have them in my corner. Like that, like if you're a dad, you're a mm-hmm. young dad, the one piece of advice I could give you, whatever they're doing, support it. Because that's what my parents and that's what my brothers always did. Yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, it, it, it sometimes it crossed the line. Like it was craziness. Like. One time I had to tell my brother Dave, like I got, I was wrestling Matt Young and I'm getting pushed out of bounds and he catches me and he starts trying to coach me on the side. And I'm like, dude, sit down and shut the F up. (laughs) And and so I guess after that match, Stu went and made Dave sit in the top row and he did. Mm -hmm. He sat in the top row the whole time. He was kind of scolded a little bit, but that's like the love and the passion and the support that we had. My dad was amazing. My mom was amazing. I mean, just, it was, it, they're, they're, I'm very blessed to yeah. have them in my life. Yeah. And, and they still are. I mean, your, your mom still goes to oh. every, it seems like every competition doesn't matter where it is or Lexi, you playing downtown somewhere. Yeah. She is sitting in the front row you, you and, got it. and it's like, she's the godmother of Dubuque, yeah, of, of Loris wrestling. Like she's yeah. got a line of fans lined yeah. up to talk to her you know Debo shows up he's sitting right yeah. next to her yeah. Rob Murray sits right next to her I go up give her a big hug couple a couple months ago uh Loris Wrestling Banquet we went down and she was down listening to Lexi play and I sat and talked to her for like 45 minutes I remember that and I'm yeah. just like god you are amazing she's an awesome <laughs> lady so shout out Miss Healy you're a rock star um uh, is, she, is she a podcast listener? You know, is she a big podcast well, person? <laughs> I tell you what, if she's not, the way that she follows her kids, she'll find this. Yeah. She will find it. And um, we always have a running joke that my daughter has, like, some videos on YouTube. And uh, she, like, literally, she will, like, watch the YouTube videos over and over just to get her more, like, views. Like, it's it's hilarious. That's awesome. I mean, that's yeah. the definition of support. She'll, so she'll find this worm. Yeah, She'll okay. find it. So, so back to the struggle, uh, you know. So the struggle would be a dad and chasing a national championship. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about that? Where it's like in the aspects of like, were there ever times where you just broke or where you're just like, dude, this is just too much? Or, yeah. or is this just like that you were just built, just built to take it all head on? I mean, I don't know. Like, it's just like I said, it was just what was normal. Mm-hmm. So like the lifestyle became normal and the goal was first and foremost. And you just put the work and the time in. And honestly, like, I think in some regards, it probably actually helped me a little bit, you know, like it helped me with focus. It helped me with like, you know, this is okay. You have to get a college degree. You have to go to classes. You have to, it got very real. Mm-hmm. So that, I think that also kind of like carried over into wrestling. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I'm not like the average college Student. kid yeah. who's like, can just go like, oh, Wednesday night, maybe instead of like going to get that extra workout, I'll have some beers, you know, mm-hmm. or like stuff like that. So it was, it was, I think it kept me a little bit focused with regard to the training, but, and again, it was just the support system that I had that helped with it. And it became a normal just way to go about things. So it really didn't seem that hard at the time, but I think back on it now, like in my comfortable lifestyle that I live in Mm -hmm. and I think, Oh my God, I never want to do that again. Yeah. But at the time it was just, this is what you're going to do, man. Mm -hmm. Like this is, this is what you gotta do. Yeah. And now all all three of your kids are out of high school now and 
you know, we're sitting here with Jackson. He's going to be coming on a little bit here in a little bit. Jackson Brown. I'm an empty nester, bro. I mean, that's that's weird. Yeah. I feel like I shouldn't be an empty nester. You're you're a foster father of four cats now, apparently, too. (laughs) I saw. Shout out Heroes Haven, man. (laughs) Don't do do that again. All right? Like, uh, leave my wife out of it for a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) So, competing-wise, who's your favorite rival? Um, That's a good one. Favorite. Favorite rival? Yeah. Like, the one... I, I, I worded it with this with Chuck and with Cleary and all those guys. Like, mm-hmm. the one that kept you up at night. You know, like, the, the person that, you know, you you had to train to, to chase. Yeah. So, there's a couple, I guess. Depending on how you look at it from high school, it was Matt Pence. And I never beat that guy. Like, he just was like... He was a spider. He was like 130 pounder and he was like 5'10", 5'11". And just could not get out on his legs. Every time I wrestled him, it was a one to zero freaking match. Mm-hmm. But um, I was hoping to get a rematch in college with him. But he was tough as hell. So he's one that pops into my head. Gave me some great fights. I mean, we did not like each other. But now, like, I see him. I talk to him. Like we've connected on Facebook. You know, he was up. He took a picture. Like uh, at a meet, was watching Bo wrestle. So it's like cool. You have that type of like yeah fire. So he's one. He won state my senior year, but he's one that um, that pops in my mind. Obviously, college, you know, like Nick Mitchell, we've had we had a few matches. Um, they went back and forth. I think he got the best of me, but he was he was a tough dude. Obviously, you know, amazing coach now. And um, Matt Young's another one that pops into my head. And and obviously Florian. So like my senior year, junior senior year, it was Florian Guinea, right? So that's the guy that I had to beat to be a national title. I knew to win a national title. So he was one that probably is another one that sticks out in my head. It was like, that guy, I don't know if he was a rival so much, but I wrestled him the second round of nationals every time I went to national. Every year I went to nationals. Really? Yeah. Okay. And he was like, you know, like, just a stud. Um, I think Romanian, I can't remember if it was Romanian or whatever, but he was just a really, really complete wrestler. And he yeah. kicked my ass my freshman year and then kind of started slow, slowly closing the gap. Where is he in from? matches. I want to say it's Romania. No, college-wise. Oh, college-wise. Mount St. Clair. Okay, yeah. Remember Mount St. Clair? Yeah, down there. Doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, down Clinton. Our, our, my, no, excuse me. Montclair State. I was thinking Montclair State is where Florian was from. Okay, gotcha. All right. They had a hell of a run, too, like, you know, like, right around my time. They had multiple national finalists and winners, but, yeah. So then after, after your competition days, you transitioned into coaching. Was that just, like, something right away, like, you knew that's what you wanted to get into, or was that... The old man popping glasses down, going, "Wait, what the heck, bro? You, you gonna sit and teach teach PE all day? You gonna come come coaching? What are you gonna do?" <laughs> no, man. I was. It was that was the path. Like in college, I bought my sophomore junior year. I'm like, man, I love this so much. I want to coach. Mm-hmm. I want to coach. And what's the best way to do it is to teach. So that's when I pursued my education um, degree, and then right out of right out of college, I got a job teaching at Jefferson Middle School, which was my alma mater, and then. Uh, was teaching health class over there and coaching middle school. And then I was actually helping out at senior that year. So I did coach one year at senior. Okay. Um, but so, yeah, that was the plan. That was the plan. And then after, after senior, I did a year at senior. And then Stu, like, kind of reached back out to me and was like, hey, man, like, I'd love to have you come back and coach. And I started coaching with him, and the rest is history, man. Like 20-some years, 22 years later, still doing it. And I'm so thankful for the call, and, God, I enjoyed my t- I'm coaching with Stu, and I'm glad he glad he talked me into it. Yeah, and you know, I I've, I've always said that you're. I mean, 
dude, you've been doing it 22 years, but I guarantee any guy that ever scraps up with you, they're in for a freaking war. I mean, there's there was day. I remember my freshman year, fuck your half your ear came ripped off in practice. Oh yeah. You know, and I'm like, oh my god. And all of a sudden you're just oh, like, yeah. give me some tape, bro. And someone just taped you up real quick. And you finish up, and I was just like. That guy is one of the toughest son of a bitches I've ever met in my life. That just made me sick again. Yeah. Like, when it happened, I could feel the cartilage rip, and I, like, almost wanted, you know, you get hurt so bad or something hurts so bad that, like, makes you want to throw up. Mm -hmm. I just relive that experience right now. Oh, man. Double leg off the side of somebody's hip, man. Yeah. And so, so with being, being, you know, you're a constant in the Loris room for the last 20 years. You know, you've, you've gone through even some, you've gone through some head coaching transitions. Obviously, Stu left in 16. TJ Miller and now Jaron Glosser. Mm-hmm. You know, how did those transitions work for you? Is it just another day, another dollar, or you know, or did you look at it as an opportunity to, hey, I can help these guys, you know, le- learn the ropes? Because uh, Jaron in our past podcast, you know, he gives you a bunch of credit on it. Yeah. He said like he felt like having you on his staff has been one of the best things ever because he's like like having someone that can just navigate through the waters for you because they've been there before yeah so so being a constant like that did how did you you know did you always feel like you needed to be that 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 elder statesman almost or somehow along the line it transitioned into that like i used to be just like you know like oh you're like the badass workout partner and like Mm -hmm. you're the guy that's gonna push him and be the you know like the assistant coach and you don't really have a whole lot of not that like student like you know like he respected me and but it wasn't like now you're like oh like a little bit older and you're a guy you lean on a little bit so it's been interesting it's been a wild ride man like I keep coming back I love Loris wrestling like I love it dearly it's been a part of my life for a a vast majority of it since 1996 so Mm -hmm. I mean I was 18 years old actually even before that um coming in the Loris open rooms Stu's uh open mats freestyle uh, wrestling in the spring so I've been around it so long that it's important to me and it matters, right? So, yeah, it's been and it's been interesting. Like seeing Stu go, I think it was the I think it was the perfect time for me. You know, he went on to win state titles in Georgia, and it was like, oh, we got this new like young like fresh guy. He's ready to get after, and it was an amazing experience, man. Like literally, probably the best teams, couple teams that Loris has ever had was during TJ's. Mm-hmm. run man and that's what we're trying to get back to because those were national championship teams yeah and we're not off by much mm-hmm. so but the but yeah the transition from tj to, to jaron's been amazing i like i forget sometimes that he's 25 26 years old because mm-hmm. he's got such a great bird and he came in last year it's like oh it's really not a hard job to coach this team but it's incredibly difficult to like get them to respect you and to see you like because you know there's such a close like you take a Shane Legal and a Jaron Glosser that's a really interesting dynamic it's like a three-year difference exactly so I think that Jaron has been absolutely amazing at what he's done so far coming in um, I'm really excited about where we're at moving forward um, and I mean Kirk's been a great addition so there's a lot of excitement I think we have a great coaching staff um, you know you got Costello helping out you know you got Toopy around. I mean, now you got Eddie Smith back in the room. I mean, which he's gonna he's amazing, right? Great, great guy. So there's it's a good coaching staff, we're in a great spot. And you know, the transition has been, like you said, it has been what it is. It's like I'm not the head guy, so what's most important to me? Dolores wrestling. So I'm gonna help out how I can. Use me, you know, as a soldier, whatever you want me to do. So that's kind of been my whole thing throughout it all. I just try to be steady and 
you know, support and I'm going to show up and I'm going to do my job and I'm going to love Loris wrestling. For sure. Yeah. And and so on top of it too, you know, you've gotten to see your boys continue in the sport. Yeah. You know, I remember this, this is just fun because, you know, like with Rip and all these guys, like I, get, I have so many personal stories with all you guys and, you know, one of my favorite stories is you and I driving back from the state tournament my freshman year and we got Jackson sitting in the back seat. I'm pretty sure he's still in a car seat maybe or a booster <laughs> seat or something like that. And he cannot understand why the guys were getting medals instead of trophies. And this was like a 20-minute argument back and forth. And I've had these these kind of conversations with Drake where, you know, the, the why is, the, you know, why? Yeah, yeah. Well, you tell him, why? And, and Jackson kept going and he was like, no, it's, it's not about the – the trophy, it's about with the work. So there was like an awkward silence. He just goes, well, I just hope they just give me a trophy by the time they, we come yeah. around. And I'm just like, I'm laughing in the uh, shotgun just because I'm like, man, this is the funniest car I, totally, I totally remember that. I'm trying to have like a conversation about an athlete and how to behave. What's like, you know, the idea of like working for something. <laughs> Jackson's like, you know, that's he's pretty, he's pretty young. Yeah, still. <laughs> yeah but, but to see how the boys took to it, especially like last year, I, I called what Bo, or Bo did last year was kind of like a vision quest where he went on this training method of trying to, to get on the podium and do all this stuff. Like, that had to be something cool to watch. The You know, watching your boys go through oh, the sport. It was amazing, man. Like, like literally, like, some of my fondest memories, like, just Jackson, like, working on a single leg finish or, you know, Bo, like, you know, just, just seeing, like, where he started, you know, and really was not interested in the sport or wrestling. And I've never been one to push. My whole goal has always been with my kids, maybe to a fault. Maybe if I pushed them a little bit more, you know, it would be different as far as, you know, them achieving their goals. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I've always wanted them to love the sport and to, to respect it and also, like, love their dad. You know, and yeah. just that. Like, I, I was never a big pusher. So to watch Bo come from, like... Somebody that didn't want to wrestle at all, and he was really, really good last year. Yeah. He had a good year, and it was fun. And, and then you're sitting there, and you're sitting up in the stands, and his brother, his big brother, who's probably been more instrumental in his life when it comes to wrestling than I have. 100%. Like, he's, he's Bo's guy, you yeah. know, like, and, like, they've always been great. Watching him coach him, that was amazing. Yeah. Like, it was super cool to you watch. You had to those, like, those moments sitting in stands just like, Man, this is super, like, a pro, one of those proud yeah. moments of just, like, yeah. yeah. So, you know, going into the Hall of Fame this week, bro. Yes, sir, I guess so, yeah. Feeling pretty good about it? Feeling excited about it, or just... Oh, I'm just, honestly, I'm mostly excited to see my friends. A bunch oh, of my yeah. friends are coming back. Um, and I'm really pumped about that. But, yeah, it's kind of one of those things where it's, like, you're, like, like, oh, like, the Hall of Fame. And it's, like, I didn't really think about it. Like, I thought about it. You know, when I'd like some of the guys, you do that a little bit. You're like, oh, yeah, Cleary got in. I don't know. Maybe someday you'll get in. And But it really wasn't something that honestly didn't mean a whole lot to me mm-hmm. until it happened. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, shit, dude. Like, this is pretty cool. Yeah. Like, this is really cool. And then I started looking up, like, Loris wrestlers that were in the Hall of Fame. So I'm honored to be a part of that that, that group. Mm-hmm. Um, but, geez, there's a ton of other guys out there that deserve to be in. I mean that just as much as me, but yeah, I'm I'm excited for the weekend. Um, I'm excited for my friends. A lot of my friends coming back, family, um, and and I am honored to be a part of it. Yeah, it's really cool. Any thank yous you want to get out here? Oh, I mean, God, there's. T- I mean, obviously, you start with my family. I could go on for days, but I, the big thing is is my family and support. Obviously, Coach Stu Tim Hayhall was a guy um, that was my high school coach. He was an amazing high school coach. 
Um, and he taught me how to scramble. He taught me a ton. So he would be a big one. But Stu obviously has been, you know, a part of my life forever. And he was just amazing. Um, I mean, and just all the teammates, man, I've been blessed with some really like good partners. And I think, as you know, like you have to have good partners if you're going to get better yeah. at wrestling. So like Keith Weber was a huge one. I mean, like Will Kelly, we wrestled the Moors. I mean, it was the Himes. It was a great group. And then I got into college and I was blessed with another amazing room. Like literally I got Craig Collins, Steve Martin. I got, you know, Scott Kinney's the world. I got Sean Chensky's. I got, I mean, literally all these tough dudes, Jason Woods, Jason Holupnik, and they're pushing me and we had a really good, so all of those guys, teammates, stuff like that. But yeah, I was blessed, man. I was blessed with really good opportunities and rooms and I'm thankful for all of those folks that helped. Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on the pod. We're just going to wrap some things up here, man. And obviously before we go, I got to ask, favorite shoes you ever competed in? Um, I'm not a big shoe guy and I don't even remember the name of them. But because I see your like little collection sitting up here, um, I would say probably the remember the purple Nike. I can't remember. It was like the first Nike wrestling shoe. They're ugly as all get out. But that was kind of like my yeah. personality. And like I'm like going to flash a little bit. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? Those purple Nike. Were they like air? Uh, no idea. Or like Gre- they're Grecos or airs or something like that. Yeah, I've seen them around. Yeah. So I think I know you're talking about. Yep. Yeah. Those are probably my favorite ones. But yeah. Well, actually, before we go, I actually do got to remember, before we go, I actually, I'm sorry, this is going to be a topic, but it's hilarious, too. For people that don't know, in 2010, you decided to go in the Loris Open, and you made the semis. Oh, yeah, dude. And, and did, what was that? Just, like, one of those things, like, no, I'm just going to wrestle and see what happens, and... It literally was, yeah, so that was the one year that I didn't coach, and honestly, I can't even remember what the circumstances were, but I, that's the one year I really didn't coach at Loris. So I decided, like, after Christmas, like, January, I'm like, I'm going to wrestle. So I wrestled, like, a few practices and showed up at that tournament. And it was awesome, but I literally was so gassed. Like, I was so out of shape. I mean, I wrestled, remember, at Pat Smith, mm-hmm. Olympia. I wrestled him in the semis. He was at Minnesota, um, at Minnesota at the time. Wrestled in the semis, great match. When I say great, like me stalling and trying to hang on for dear life, the best hand fighter I've ever wrestled in my life. And at one point in time in that match, Ricky Caceres kicked the uh, cord out, like to like literally to like make the clock stop to get me like a timeout. So classic so, Rick stuff. Yeah, right he's there. like he's like he. So I, I'm allegedly, 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 but no, I think it actually. But no, he kicked the cord out and like they had to stop the clock, restarted. I got a breath of fresh air. I mean, it was like the refs knew me from coaching; they were helping. But then, but then I like lost the match, like whatever. And then I, it was, you know, a Joe Wall run tournament. So Joe Wall is like, oh yeah, hey, you're up in like seven minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, before track, yeah. before yeah. track control, Joe. Exactly. Wall. He's like, Joe, Joe's like, no, you got to wrestle in like seven minutes. I'm like, dude, I can't breathe. <laughs> but yeah, it was, uh, it was, a, it was a comeback, and it was, fu- it was just fun. And well, I remember like <laughs> even like on the backside, you had to wrestle Mike Calafori, one one of my teammates yeah. at Loris, and like. You rode him like a dog because <laughs> he just wouldn't get on bottom, and you were like trying to get it. And then it was third period, his choice. He just looked at you and looked at the ref, and cho- he looked at the ref, chose down. And I was just like, <laughs> he's just saying F you because he is not getting up. And he's, yeah, but it was a lot of fun, man. So, dude, thank you so much. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited for you this weekend. Um, you guys, Loris fans out there, stop by the tailgate, you know, talk to Rick, talk to us. We're gonna have a fun time, I think. So, well, I just want to say, man, like, thank you for weighing in with the worm and this wrestling podcast. It's awesome. 
and I appreciate what you're doing. All right, Thanks man. for having me. I appreciate this, dude. Like, I, I, I love doing it. And when, when I found out that you were getting in the Hall of Fame, it was right around the same time that I decided to come up with the podcast. And you were, like, one of the people I was like, oh, dude, I got to get him on because it would be so much fun to have, sit and BS with you. So we're going to wrap some things up here with some sponsors, and then we will be back. All right, wrapping things up here with Rick. I can't thank him enough for joining me on the podcast. Super excited for him this weekend. When I started this podcast in August, it was right around the time I heard that Rick was going in the Hall of Fame, and I thought that'd be a great episode for weighing in with Worm because, you know, local kid, grew up in the hotbed of 90s wrestling here in Dubuque. You know, I figured he had some pretty good stories to tell, and I think he really did, you know, if you guys if you guys are listening, you guys know Rick, probably one of the coolest guys you'll ever meet. You know, I joke around a lot that there should be a picture of Rick in the dictionary right next to the word cool. You know, he's super, super humble, but also just one of those guys that just seems always just even keel, you know, and I've been blessed enough to have Rick as a coach, a friend, sometimes a big brother, uh, you know, especially like as I became more, when I became a uh, parent, I felt like I leaned to Rick for a couple times on advice and he gave me some really good advice about parenting and just some good stories to tell that just, just know that like he always had my back. I always appreciated that with him. So I'm very super excited for him to go into the uh, hall of fame this weekend. Laura's fans. If you are listening, there'll be an open workout Saturday morning at Graber about eight thirty nine o'clock. Um, the guys are running an open workout. So if you want to come in, check those guys out Go right ahead. And then also afterwards, there'll be a tailgate uh, outside of the AWC parking lot. You know, we'll have some food there. We'll have alumni there. We'll have current wrestlers there. So if you guys want to stop by there, please feel free. Uh, Going into next week, we start our high school preseason interviews. And I'm super excited that we're going to be starting off with Dubuque Hempstead. It's going to be a longer episode because... I have all four Hasses on. Uh, Chuck just retired this year after 25 years of being the head coach at Dubuque Hempstead. So I'm going to be sitting down with him and talking about his career. We're going to sit down with Brett and Brandon Hass, and they're going to talk about the uh, boys' career or the season because Brett's the new head coach and taking over for his dad after this past season. And then we're all sitting down with Brock Hass, who is the head girls' coach. Um, for Dubuque Hempstead as well. So super excited for you guys to tune into that. I appreciate you guys listening as always. This is Worm. I got my one. I'm out. Before we go, I do want to give a shout out one more time to our sponsors. Raider Outdoor Power, Lane's Custom Steel, Hoppiness on the Hill, King's Cuts by Anna, and now Sup's uh, Supplement Store. All local businesses So if you guys get a chance to follow their social media pages, you have a chance to visit their stores and their buildings, please go ahead and do that. Huge supporters of the podcast, so I can't thank these people enough. So if anyone is interested in sponsoring the podcast, please reach out to me at Worms Weigh In on Instagram, and we can talk about getting a sponsorship set up for you guys as well. Thanks. Wrestlers, are you looking for some new supplements to get your guys' lift going? Make sure you guys are all fired up for those lifts. Stop at Sups, located in Target Plaza here in Dubuque. I personally have been using their supplements for the last probably year, year and a half now. I absolutely love them. 
Uh, their amino pre-workout is one of my personal favorites and my wife's. We go ahead and we probably go through a canister of it every two weeks. Our favorite flavor is the strawberry lemonade flavor. It's phenomenal, super easy to drink. You can almost drink it as a, as like almost like an energy drink, just and then regular every day. Also, just got my hands on some of their protein. I got a uh, chocolate peanut butter that is unreal. It tastes almost just like you're drinking a milkshake, even if you're adding water to it. I know some people say if you add water to protein, it doesn't taste nearly as good as milk, but this protein has so much flavor that even adding water to it still is a really, really good protein drink. I also get all my multivitamins there, so I'm super excited for them to start sponsoring the pod. I have a link at Worms Wayne on Instagram uh, right in the profiles. So if you're doing any online shopping and you want to get your supplements through them, click that link and shop there that way. I appreciate it. Supps is probably one of the best supplement companies in the area. I suggest going to them. Stop down there today. With wrestling and all other sports, injuries happen, but have you ever considered an all natural way to aid in those injuries? Lori Gravel from Happiness on the Hill can help you get the products you need to get over those pains in an all-natural way. Lori owns and operates her own hops farm in Otter Creek, Iowa. The hops she picks are then made into medicinal products. These medicinal products, like the Hopped Up Oil or the Hoppy Bod Deep Muscle Rub, can help with nerve pain, muscle pain, joint pain, arthritis pain, headaches, migraines, bone-on-bone pains, and so many more. So give Lori a call today at 563-590-2277 and tell her Worm sent you. She'll give you a 10% discount off your first order.